Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, what's up, man? Yeah, not too much, Mike. We uh, we got some new Magic cards recently, but there was no new set. We just did a review on on the most recent set, Coming Out in Neon Dynasty, and there hasn't been another set, but now we have new cards. Yeah. And they're Street Fighter cards. They are. Hadouken! Yeah. I, I I played a lot of Street Fighter as a kid. So did I'm you? Actually, so you'll yeah. love this. Well, here's the thing. Like, I played a lot of it as a kid, right? Yeah. But I played it in the same way that, you know, most kids play, like, a fighting game. Sure, where yeah. I, I, I either played a character that I wasn't familiar with, which meant every button was the same button, and I just had to hit all of them as much as I possibly could. Of course. Or I figured out how to do a move which meant that was the only thing I wanted to do with that character. Naturally, yeah. Right. But then I, you know, started to grow up, which meant that people started learning the button inputs and stuff like that. And now there are tournaments and people are crazy because there's like infinite combos that you can do in Street Fighter. Sure. And it's like, you know, I kind of get the doing a Street Fighter set because now that I'm saying it out loud, it is this super fun throw things together and see if you win kind of game where you can also go infinite and be absolutely crazy. It is magic, just, you know, in a punchy uh, video game form in its own way. <laughs> yeah, you could argue that for sure. Yeah. So it that's interesting. Like uh, we we had last year, mm-hmm. or was it two years ago now? Who who could possibly remember? It's, it's the, it, Time is in a circle. It's all right. The Stranger Things Secret Lair set. And yeah. Uh, that had several uh, mechanically unique mm-hmm. uh, cards, mostly commanders. And then before that, we had the uh, Walking Dead yep. uh, Secret Lair drop set, and that also had all mechanically unique cards. And it looks like that quite shortly here we'll be getting our, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, our first non Secret Lair. Uh, prints of those Stranger right. Things set. Yeah, I think that's how they're coming out in in an upcoming set. We just saw them. I think it's in in New Capena, the upcoming set, if right. I'm not mistaken. But uh, that that was quite a stretch of time between when they printed the mechanically unique cards in the Secret Lair and when they brought them into normal prints. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm actually fine with that. Okay. Like, if it's something where you're gonna do it. And you're going to do secret layers, and you're going to make these unique cards, and they're all legendary, so they can be commanders, and that's yeah. the stuff that we care about as far as our format. Yeah. I'm okay with saying, hey, these are these special things for collectors that you can use as a commander, but in a certain amount of time, or in the future, we are going to reprint these as not specifically just secret layer cards, mm-hmm. so everybody has access to them. So it's like... It's like paying early access for a video game or something along those lines. Like, you still get it. You still get cool stuff and other stuff that you could get in the game by doing other stuff Mm -hmm. or waiting or whatever it is. I'm fine with that. My whole concern was, hey, if these are just cards that you are only going to print in this one time and it's not a, uh, you know, like extended art, full art, foil kind of thing versus no these are cards that have unique abilities that you're only going to get if you buy this and nothing else ever sorry good day sir i like this a lot better i like having a time frame where people get to have those cards enjoy those cards but also eventually they show up what about you yeah i mean i'm uh 
I never considered it a a real problem that they would print mechanically unique cards in secret layer sets because it seems to me that that's not functionally different from mm-hmm. say printing them at mythic or at box top or rarity in a normal sure. set which they do all the time and mm-hmm. and I think that we've seen players kind of come around to a similar point of view as that right because initially when the walking dead set got spoiled what happened uh, people got extremely angry people made threats of violence against yeah. the coast staff it was a huge mess people threatened to schism from the format it was it was just i mean i think we can say looking back on it and what i said at the time was it was a gross overreaction oh, and not sure. appropriate at all and i think we've seen that with stranger things and now with street fighter especially with street fighter the reaction was almost exclusively positive right yeah it, so what yeah. changed between then and now uh i think it was at first it was the concern that oh man uh rick from walking dead is an overpowered human commander and like mm-hmm. oh man you're never gonna print these th- you're gonna only make these cards available there was a well they said originally that they would reprint them they said that they would reprint them if they, they they kind of had a weird context about it because it was a if there's enough interest in these cards. Maybe I don't recall we their, them. them couching it like that, but uh, it was it was couched originally, but then for like stra- after Stranger Things or not after Stranger Things, but after that and after the blowback, it was it was mm-hmm. pretty much said like no, we'll reprint these. It's fine. Sure, I I I, I recall it that way, but maybe I'm was, just was that the it. only reason then that this uncertainty that they would reprint them in other sets and that was why people got violently angry i don't think that that makes very much sense it doesn't i think i think it's because i mean we're we love this game we're a bunch of nerds and Uh people who love something that is personal to them get way overly defensive at changes or the aspect of change that could be a slippery slope which then people decide, oh, this is a slippery slope. It's like, no, we're we're literally just here. We just started. There's no slope yet. Right. Well, Everybody relax. Right. I mean, it's it seems to me that it's the same thing as as printing mm-hmm. a, a card at a very high rarity, um, or printing something once and then never again. For example, sure. fetch lands weren't printed for many many years. Right. The reserve list still exists, and people don't threaten people's lives over the reserve list i i would hope so it it just seemed like a everyone whipped themselves up into a fervor and now everyone's just hunky-dory with it yeah or at the very least it's a you know what all right if this is the new normal fine time heals all angries and now we're here like i think our overall disposition was we don't necessarily like this as a thought that oh we're gonna do you know exclusive content for these cards but like, all right, if that's what you're going to do, you're a business. And you but people do like it's. Do it's not like they went from hatred to like begrudging acceptance. Oh yeah, it's like people are all over the Street Fighter cards. They love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I again, I, maybe people just really didn't like The Walking Dead. Mm. I don't know, but that seems like a pretty thing, a pretty petty thing to get angry about. Yeah, but. I mean, it, I think in general, regardless of what incarnation it was, I think it's safe to say. That it was a very petty thing to get angry over, and yep. people threw an absolute fit over it for what I perceive to be basically no reason. Um, so, but how about yeah. instead of getting petty about that, how about we okay. get petty about some of these cards? <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff that you could get petty about. Yeah, 
I'm not gonna lie though, just as an overall scape, I kinda dig this. I kind of dig these cards. We got eight mechanically unique cards. They're all legendary creatures. They can all be your commander. Mm -hmm. And they're in a variety of colors. Some of them are mono. A couple of them are two color. And I think we have uh, two, three colors. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, we've only got uh, the one mono and then... Oh, we only have one mono? Okay. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter. We're going to get into it. So why don't we go ahead and start with him? Uh, Sure. E-Honda, sumo champion. Four white, white for a legendary creature, human warrior. That is a zero seven. So Mm. we're already starting interesting. Uh, E Honda has a couple of abilities here. Uh, First one is sumo spirit. As long as it's your turn, each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Okay. So the zero seven is looking better already. Right. And then it has hundred hand slap. Whenever E-Honda, Sumo Champion, attacks, up to 100 target creatures each get plus zero plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Yeah, this is... This is uh, silly! I love it so much! (laughs) It's like a cross between 100-handed one and uh, what's the... What's our classic defender, the original? uh, Arcades? No, no, before oh, that. I was, I was thinking, okay. Uh, it was the tree. The tree oh, boy. Doran. Doran. Yeah. It's like a hundred-handed one version of Doran, but it's a mono-white. And hundred-handed one was also in mono-white. Sure. Um, this is really something. So each creature is going to gain an amount of toughness equal to the number of cards in your hand. Yep. And. And then they're, they're going to assign combat power. damage yeah. based on their toughness rather than their power. Yeah. So are, I, there, are there many toughness increasing and card drawing effects in Mono White? I mean, if you're going to find toughness increasing cards, they're going to mm-hmm. be in white. Mm-hmm. I, I love more than anything that it's up to 100 target creatures. Yeah. Just, just because, okay, A, we're targeting, which... There are some creatures that get benefits when you target them with stuff. Um, but more importantly, does this... I I almost feel like, oh, man, I've got 123 tokens. Now I have to decide which ones don't get oh, the 100-hand no. slap bonus. Like, I, it's it's very cool on theme. Uh, also, to say about the theme, all of, all of the, like, special abilities of these cards are named after moves that the Street Fighter characters did in the game. Exactly. Which is, which is great. And they're it's not just like, named after them. They are mechanically based yeah. on them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very cool. I like E-Honda. Um, I don't, man... I don't, I don't know if I want to run this as a commander, but I really don't know that you would put it in the 99 of cards unless it is like yeah, I mean, Doran almost, and Arcades. Yeah, like, if it's it, like right? in the 99 of Arcades or another, if you have a, a defender style deck with white in it, which is really yeah. Arcades. Um, and I think there's one more with white. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, he pretty much insists on being your commander. And, and personally, yeah. I don't think that I would ever build it. I it's It's such a fun idea, though. Yeah. Of just like, oh, I'm going to have a bunch of... Because they don't even have to be defenders. You could just have... Right. They can just be big butts. Yeah, they could just be yeah. big butts. And yeah. and okay, it's big butts, and I'm going to try and get cards in hand. It's it's an interesting deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is less of a swing, like a go wide 
and it is literally a go big butt kind of strategy. I don't know. It seems like it's go wide because you can up to basically any number of creatures. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like, I, what is, there's like yoked ox or something like that. That is a Mm -hmm. one or two mana creature. That's like an Oh four. It's like, you know, two mana for a four, four, ain't bad. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. There, there are a couple of instant speed, like really janky cards in white that give like, Plus zero, plus seven at instant speed. Right. Now that's a plus seven, plus seven combat trick for like one mana. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I feel like this is a deck that you could make with the premise of being, I'm going to make this deck because I'm going to use a whole bunch of cards that would never be used in even a mono white deck. Right. Although. And, and you're going to do it. Yeah. I think every deck that you make with E-Honda at the front is almost the same. I mean, you're probably going to swap out the the creatures that you make, but. Oh, the theme mm. is very, very the straightforward. Theme, there's really only one theme. Yeah, he builds yeah. very straightforward. Yep. So okay. let's talk about something um, a little bit less straightforward. Sure. Um, because we're going to do with our first untap card that we've talked about in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, why don't you talk to me about Ryu? Yeah, we have a Ryu World Warrior for two and a white. That's three mana for a legendary creature human warrior. He's a two four with training, which is a keyword that says whenever this creature attacks with another creature with greater power... Put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Uh, we had this before, didn't we? We had that ability, Mentor or something like that. Mentor. There, I, I feel like I feel like Mentor definitely. I thought there was another one that almost yeah. did the exact same thing. But yeah, no, this is a this is a, a mechanic that we are familiar with at the of very course. least. And then we have Hadoken, which is four and a red and untap. Uh, Alex, uh, so I'm going to need you to say Hadoken again. Hadoken! That's better. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, it's for a red and untap, which means that uh, Ryu must be tapped to pay that cost, and then you mm-hmm. can pay the cost of untapping him. And then discard a card. Ryu World Warrior deals damage equal to his power to any target. If excess damage was dealt to a creature this way, draw a card. And real quick, what does excess damage mean? That means that you deal more damage than would be lethal to that creature. So if it has two toughness and you dealt three damage, then that's excess. extra damage, excess damage, and you would you would draw a card. Yeah. So this is a, a Boros commander that can hit a target, and it mm-hmm. really wants to be hitting creatures. And it really wants Ryu's yeah. power to be very large mm-hmm. so that he can deal a bunch of damage, draw a card. Although, goodness... Mike, this is a really expensive. It's real expensive. Activated ability five. Yeah. Untap and discard. So you have to have a card to discard, which is not terrible. He has mm-hmm. to be tapped. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to have some effects that allow you to tap him down easily, and then you're paying five mana. Well, I think the premise with it is you go to combat, you attack, you attack with something that's bigger than Ryu, so you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. While you're attacking, you do the untap ability mm. to have it do three damage to some target. I, I, or even, it. I will say this, if you have the mana, it does make it kind of hard to, discer, uh, to decide if you're going to block Ryu. Because if you block uh, with something, right? You block Ryu, but your creature survives. It's got two damage on it. It's got three damage on it, whatever. Then mm-hmm. you untap Ryu, and you can target anything. It's It makes for a weird combat trick slash post-combat post, post uh, main sure. phase trick. But um, overall, eh. 
my question is, how do we make that ability worth it? Right? Normally, I would it look to things like it needs yeah, to cost So us. we have Hearthstone, we have Training Grounds, which is not in yeah. these colors. Nope. Um, we have Biomaster's Familiar, which is not in these colors. Most of the effects that reduce the cost of activated abilities are in blue, mm-hmm. um, with a couple of them in colorless. And I think you, I mean, if you can find any of them, you need to be playing all of them because yeah. this ability is so expensive and you would definitely be running your uh, Illusionist Bracers, you'd be running your Pyromancer's Bracers, everything yeah. that can copy an activated ability that's not a mana ability because paying for this, Mike, that's so painful and he has to be hitting a target to make that worth it. And this just seems like a really difficult deck to build and it'd be very low on the power scale, but that's okay. If you yeah. want to make a janky Boros deck that cares about Hadokening creatures, that's awesome. That's a I just fun. Think that's a fun deck. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be really yeah. difficult to to get out ahead of stuff. I almost think that you have like instead of trying to play this with other creatures, I think you almost have to go Voltron auras on this, just so you can instead of having other creatures out there to attack with, which also gives this plus one plus one counters and such and mm. such and such. I think you're almost just. I'm I'm gonna put auras on uh ryu to give it plus three plus three and then i'm gonna do this stuff you know what i mean like right you need to really pump him up you really do and the and uh i will say it's a pretty good rattlesnake to do a hado to just i you know yeah, not even rattlesnake on your you turn. have to leave up five mana for yeah exactly yeah and that's what i'm saying like it's a cool rattlesnake but it's right. an expensive rattlesnake i mean the last thing i want to say about it is that it seems to me that the <laughs> reason why this ability is specifically an untap symbol, right? And not a tap symbol. The untap symbol is so rare, right? We see it on mm-hmm. so few cards. And I think that specifically to draw attention to itself as, oh, you're doing a quarter circle motion on your stick and you're yeah. doing the Hadoken. I think uh, that's specifically flavor, why they did it. Yeah. The flavor is great. Um, yeah. I, d- I do love the, oh, no, you want this to constantly attack. So it's tapped. So it's online. Right. I, I It's the theme of the card, the build of the card, and the flavor of the card are all great. If the Hadoken was two in a red, mm. I think I'd build this. I think I'd build that deck. I don't know if I would like. If I just don't understand the five in a red. It's. It's mm. very expensive. It's five it in a is. red to loot. And only, it's, it's, to five, creature, yeah. it's five in a red to loot, maybe. Right. I feel like you probably want to be putting death touch effects on this. Yeah. Because, I mean, hmm. And then the other option is that it can hit any target. So if you give him the, the grafted exoskeleton and pump him way up, you can one shot sure. a player. Yeah. Um, there are ways, but that's what I'm ways. saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, this feels more Voltron than training. Yeah, which you know, it's an interesting it's right. one. We'll have to think about that. Let's talk about well, uh, the next one. Yeah, um, we we go from this is interesting, but I don't know how powerful it is. To I like this a lot. Uh, Ken, Burning Brawler, one red red for a legendary creature, human warrior four two with prowess. So whenever you cast a non creature spell, creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. You can pay Boro. You can pay a red or white. To give Ken first strike until end of turn. And he has Shoryuken. Uh, whenever Ken deals combat damage, you may cast a sorcery spell from your hand with mana value less than or equal to the damage without paying its mana cost. Mm. This is significantly more powerful. This is nuts. Yeah, this is really something. This is a. So this is just like. 
I almost feel like this is opposite feather. Like this goes into a feather deck without a problem. Right? Sure. But I also feel like what I want to do with Ken because I am a degenerate is I want to have a couple of cantrip kind of spells. I want to have a couple of low cost spells to pump them up to, you know, six, seven mana. And then I want to attack with him so I can throw down a six, seven mana, you know, sorcery and just go, let's go. This is cool as a concept. Am, am I right in thinking that this is a really scary card? Yeah, and this is really interesting because the first card that I thought of when I saw this wasn't all the awesome sorceries you're going to get to cast for mm -hmm. free, but specifically the fact that for one mana, you can give him first strike. And Mike, what can we do in Boros when we can easily give a creature first strike it's guaranteed? How about Quende Pride Ephemeref? <laughs> Quende Pride Ephemeref is three and a white, four mana for a legendary creature, Human Knight, a 2-2 two -two with double strike. Creatures you control with first strike have double strike. What happens when we give Ken, Burning Brawler, double strike? Well, that means that Shoryuken is going to trigger twice. Yeah. We're going to cast you, two sorceries for free. You went the same place that my head went to, yeah. but I picked a different card because it's already in a lot of my, like, politics and group huggy decks yeah. i was thinking duelist heritage perfect duelist heritage, it's like perfect. hey i'm gonna i'm gonna use i this think you run me, all of that stuff but i'm gonna use it for everybody yeah, yeah. double strike is awesome on ken and it's yes. not that expensive in fact one of the spells that you can cast is give target creature plus one plus one and double strike for one or two mana there you go so this is this is a really cool concept for just boros being able to cheat out non-creature spells like specifically sorceries obviously but if you start doing things that hey i'm it, you know a feather deck is again what comes to mind because non-creature spells feather or you know instant sorceries feather that's just where my mm -hmm. head goes but the idea of you know what i'm gonna make an artifacts deck <laughs> i'm gonna cast a bunch of artifacts great gets prowess gets a lot of triggers on it then i'm going to put out a huge sorcery that's really fun to me. Yeah. I like Ken. I like Ken a lot. And you're uh, you're quickening all those sorceries. Those are being cast at instant speed. Yeah. 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 And it, it yeah, it during combat or you know, post combat. And if you pump them like damage, these sorceries, you can just chop your deck full of sorceries and now you have all these super expensive sorceries in red and white. Sure. There's a lot of them that are in the 7 plus range. You just pump in mm -hmm. plus 3 plus 3. And you're casting just devastating sorceries at oh. instant speed. Even even in its word, and this is why I this is where I think I like the card the most. It's a three mana spell. Yeah. That if you swing into somebody next turn, even if you don't even if you don't pump them up at all, a four mana or less sorcery for free is pretty good. A four mana spell that you cast for free because you paid one mana to give him first strike to protect mm -hmm. him to ensure that you got you know it's oh i'm gonna ensure that i'm gonna get this hit in because i don't want any kind no if you're gonna block doesn't matter i'm still gonna get the hit in without losing my commander etc mm -hmm. i like i like what you can do with a deck where the entire build is i'm gonna cheat out some red and white sorceries based off combat damage. I think that's that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, like this it. card is remarkably powerful, and uh, I think it we'll see it echoed in another card we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, Blanca, Ferocious Friend. 
You're going to have to help me with part of this because I'm. this is actually the card that I'm the most scared of, I think. Okay. So, yeah, why don't so, you uh, help me out here? Blanca's three red green. That's five mana for a legendary creature, human beast warrior. It's a five five with haste. That's uh, good. His first ability is rolling attack. Blanca, ferocious friend, has trample as long as you've cast three or more spells this turn. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter whether you cast... Uh, two spells before Blanca or cast Blanca and then two spells or you cast mm-hmm. Blanca wait a turn and then cast three spells doesn't matter um, yep. it'll give him give him trample second ability electric thunder whenever Blanca becomes the target of a spell he gets plus two plus two until end of turn and deals two damage to each opponent's fascinating yeah so he has to be the target of a spell that's right so if you can combo off just Oh, I'm going to I'm going to cast a spell, you know, not thousand year storm because it's the wrong colors, but oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to make lots of copies of a spell and target Blanca each time. Yeah, that's a lot of damage to be able to throw to everybody else and then swing with a, I don't know, 13, 13 trample. Right. Like, I think it's hmm. important to note here that uh, it's when he becomes the target of a spell and that happens, that triggered ability will trigger when that spell goes onto the stack, not when the mm-hmm. spell resolves. Right. So you don't need to actually get that spell through. You just need to cast it. That's good enough. And you'll mm-hmm. you'll get that trigger on Blanca. No, ah, I, I I like Blanca. I, I think the worst thing that Blanca has going for him is that he was right after Ken. Um mm. but it's a cool it's a cool ability where, you know, trample with three or more spells. Okay, fine. The I mean, it seems to me that this is, is you're you're gonna play infect and you're gonna play auras and you're gonna cast auras to pump him up, get more uh, power on him, and give him infect. And every time uh-huh. you cast an aura that targets him, he's infecting everyone else. Right. And I then see, if anyone and, survives, you swing in and kill them. And that works. I was I was leaning into the like the oh man, this is a spell or this is a uh, a card where giant growth actually is good again. <laughs> like, giant like, growth. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Just, okay, great. I'm going to one mana give this creature plus five, plus five, have it deal two damage to everybody. <laughs> right. Just, now, my oh, question, okay. Mike, have we talked about the Street Fighter character you played yet, or are they even in this uh, set? Here's the thing. I played a couple of them. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, I was a kid. I played Ryu. That, you know, I did. I, I graduated to Ken because he looked like he was having more fun, and he had a very similar move set. Right. Um, we're going... We're going to be uh, talking about the the character that I think I played the most, but not okay. yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Uh, but we are going to move on here to uh, Chun Li, mm. uh, Countless Kicks. This is the one is, everyone's talking about. This is an accurate name. It's silly. I, I do like it a lot. Um, so this is one white blue for a three three human soldier with multi kicker, which uh, Chef's kiss. Perfect Good job, Wizards. That's great. Uh, when Chun Li enters the battlefield, exile up to X target instant cards from your graveyard, where X was the, is the number of times Chun Li was kicked. Put a kick counter on each of them. Lightning kick. Whenever Chun Li attacks, copy each exiled card you own with a kick counter on it. You may cast the copies. Mm. Um, it that's that's nuts. Yeah, I because think the yeah. It doesn't say, like, even if Chun-Li is removed. Exactly. 
you it doesn't matter. They're exactly. still exiled with those counters. It's, she sees them every time she comes back in. And you don't only get to use them once. That's you right. get like you can use the same instant every time you attack with this. You basically That's, create this uh, what do you mean? You create this like second hand in exile yeah. that you can cast spells out of, but nobody can touch it. It's a sideboard that yeah. you can use whenever. Yeah. It's you like wish spells in every time she attacks. And, yeah. And it is when she attacks, right? So you can use yeah. cards like Reconnaissance to pull her out of combat. Maze of yep. effects that remove her for combat yep. that uh, allow her to stay alive, but you still protect her get easy. these spellcast triggers, right? And uh, unlike Ken, I think you would want to stay more on the low end of your mm-hmm. uh, of your instance uh, in the you lower do have mana to, value because you have to yeah pay it says for you it. have to cast them it doesn't right. say you can cast them but there's the a lot of good so. uh, one and two and three mana blue and and white instance I'll say sure yeah no I I like that removal I mean, spells are nice the 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 things that I was thinking about were delve cards mm-hmm. you know where it's like okay I'm going to uh, what's is dig through time an instant or a sorcery I, I'm trying to think of a good uh, example here but something I where dig through time was a sorcery let me check here well uh, check uh you know check my math while i figure this out but my plan was hey if i can get cards that do delve and i can it's an instant it, 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 if it's an instant that has delve to it great mm-hmm. i'm gonna do that i'm going to put cards into my graveyard from my library and then later when it when chun li gets killed or when I decide that I'm going to blink Chun-Li and make them come back. I'm going to take all of those instants that were put into my own graveyard, and I'm going to put them into my kick counter uh, sideboard exile zone to be able to just... It, it seems like this is a card where if you wanted to get very specific value, you could do it pretty easy. Yeah, that's the important thing, right, is she's exiling things out of your graveyard, so Delve is going to work perfectly. It's paying for the spell. And it's getting more cards into your graveyard, more instants for you to cast. That's the perfect here, two for one. I feel like this is this would be like if you if you ask, if you ask me what kind of deck is Chun Li, I think it's a combo deck, which you know, yeah, makes this sense. is a really it's dangerous card to leave yeah, yeah, yeah. on the table. But the problem oh, yeah. is that removing her does very little, it, right? Yeah. You would you have to use kind of a uh, you have uh, to prevent an in the moon, a lignify effect to yeah. stop her from doing what she does because removing her is not good enough. Yeah, it's it's almost like a uh, <laughs> it's almost like a Narset, like not to the same level of scary, kind of. but like right. I have to not let this hit the battlefield because if it does, yeah. it's going to do something nuts, and then you basically have a turn to stop it. But at least she, at least Chun Li is in hexproof, and you so can use you these self mill effects that Blue has to just dump your library into your graveyard yep. and start sifting through it. Yeah. Oh man, uh, goodness! Uh, oh my, I, w- I wasn't thinking about it, but uh, just windfall. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay, yeah, great. Wheeling, no, I'm going to exactly. wheels all that good stuff. It's yeah. just, all right, here we go. Wow, What's that, the... Uh, that does it. Yeah. Very, very all powerful. Right. Let's talk uh, about uh, Dalsim, Pliable Pacifist. This is my boy. Okay. This is my this, good boy. This is your main. Dalsim, Pliable Pacifist. Yes. Uh, two green, white, four mana for a legendary creature human monk. A 1-3 with reach. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Dalsim has very flexible limbs mm-hmm. teleport Dalsim pliable pacifist has hexproof unless he's attacking mm-hmm. okay not bad nope. whenever a creature you control with reach attacks such as Dalsim, untap it and it can't be blocked 
by creatures with greater power this combat. So he basically also has vigilance yeah. and grants vigilance to all other creatures you have with reach. Yeah. And yeah. And, and can't be blocked can't by be creatures blocked. with greater so, power. <laughs> skulk. Yeah, skulk. It's it's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. It can, okay. So he gives everything vigilance and skulk if it has reach. Pretty good. Yep. Fierce punch. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. Okay. Mm. Okay. So Ooh. that's whenever one or more. So you're going to get one card per combat. Yep. Which is now, not bad. Here's here's my question. It says yep. to a player. If I hit two players, yes. does that count as two different instances? It does. It does okay. count as two different instances. So you want to spread the love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're attacking I, with your reach, vigilance, yep. unblockable creatures that also draw you cards. That can only be targeted if he's attacking. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> I think that you run Selesnia tokens. I well Selesnia tokens and I'm spiders and lots of spiders. Spiders, <laughs> spiders is where I went. We have yeah. to go reach here. This is a Arachnogenesis is the best card in this. Thing. No, I'm just kidding. But it might. Be. <laughs> I just yeah. You run. I, you run spiders. This is a spider deck. This is a spiders. It's reach. It's uh the it's perfect. The different type of elves that have bows that give them reach stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there There's, are a lot of green creatures that have reach because green is the anti-flying color. Yeah, it's yeah. it's neat. It's I, I I like it when something's like, hey, we're gonna build a niche here. Yeah, it's gonna be a deck that looks very similar to every other deck like it. But how many reach tribal decks have you seen? You know, yeah, that's a good I, question. I kind of like this, and I'm... Spiders, basically, that's it. That's it, right? And I'm thrilled, and this is just a balanced thing for me. Obviously, I want all of the most powerful cards because, yay, Battlecruiser. I'm actually really happy that it said that it's whenever one or more creatures you deal, uh, you control deal combat damage to a player draw card, as opposed to, you know, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player draw card. I don't want... I don't don't like it when... I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like it it's when, dangerous. when it, it demands turns removal. into... Yes. Yeah. I, and I don't like that. And I think, honestly, if if it didn't have teleport to where it was hexproof unless it was attacking, that might not have been the case. <laughs> if it didn't yeah. have hexproof, this thing might have turned into a, oh, no, we're going to attack. And every time we hit you, we're drawing a card with, with every creature. Yeah. So I, I like the balancing on it. it. It's I wish it was one green and white. Hmm. but it's a that's cool a card. lot of that's a lot of text for one green white mike it, it really is but yeah. i mean it's a lot of text for seven green white as far as i'm concerned but right i think just, that uh, well, it'll be really interesting in in a few months to see this at like one of the top commanders for spider tribal oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you gotta love when the, the top commanders for a tribe don't involve the tribe <laughs> but yeah human monk love it let's look at uh, this used to be my main used to be my main dalsam did yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I, I, my thought process was, well, now that I've gotten good at the game and I know what some of these buttons do, yeah. I'm going to pick the character where I have the longest reach because if they can't get close to me, they can't hit me. Mm, a zoner. Um, yeah. But mm. then I, I learned I, I learned that people know how to block. So People do know how to do that. Yeah, there is that. Uh, what they don't know is how to do a sonic boom. Uh, sonic boom. <laughs> sonic boom. Guile, Sonic Soldier, uh, one, blue, red, white for a legendary creature, 4-4, four, four, human soldier. Yeah, yeah, he's red, white, and blue. There you Is go. this the first uh, Jeskai card that's specifically meant to reference America? Because people call it America as like a joke. Yeah. 
But yeah. I don't think there's ever been a card that's like, oh yeah, this I mean, is there just are bad because America tattooed on his shoulders. Like, I'm not, I'm not questioning whether he yeah. is referencing America because, of course, he's oh, yeah, an American no. tree fighter. But I'm asking, is there like any other uh, so on the nose card in the game? I'm just saying, I, I, no, I think this is the most on the first nose you can get, especially since no other card even uh, acknowledges America's existence before this one, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, but whenever uh, America, Guile, Sol- Sonic Soldier, enters the battlefield or attacks, put a charge counter on him or remove one from him. When you remove a counter this way, choose one. Sonic Boom, Guile, Sonic so- Soldier, deals four damage to any target. Or Flash Click, uh, excuse me, Flash Kick, Guile, Sonic Soldier, gains lifelink and indestructible until end of turn. Mm. Those are neat. There's a lot of interesting ways to interact with this and the first one i'm noticing is that magic w word when when you remove a counter this way mike that means this is a reflexive triggered ability and that means that abilities that can copy triggers or cause them to trigger again can interact with this effect without you having to remove another charge counter you know what i'm saying okay um, yeah, no, I follow. Very handy there. And and then we have lots of other things, right? We can have multiple combats. We can blink him because we're in white and blue. Uh, you're gaining the life from dealing the damage. And mm-hmm. whenever I see these dealing damage to any target, of course, I'm going to think of things like Wither and Infect. Things yeah, yeah. that death touch, right? Deal four damage to any target. That creature's dead. Doesn't matter how much toughness it has. Um, and it gains indestructible. Interesting. Yeah. I... I'm not sure where I'm at on it. I I I, I, I like it as him. a concept. Uh, you you blink him. Yeah. I was I was thinking you blink him if you wanted to proliferate so you could get you know more. Yeah, so you probably never, proliferate. You know what yeah. I mean. You want to yeah. do something where you're you want to do something where you're never losing the ability to remove a counter from him, right? You yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to have to spend a, a trigger putting a counter onto right. him. That sucks. Right. Only the first one. Yeah, he yeah. enters the battlefield. He's got a counter. Cool. Next now there are uh, there are other cards because this is a very generic name for a counter, right? Most mm-hmm. many counters don't have such a generic name. Charge counters. There are oh, many yeah. cards in the game with charge counters, and then we have the Ozolith, right? The Ozolith can move counters in between. Uh, permanents and, and creatures and uh i think that if they had chosen a different name for the counter this would have gotten just that much weaker yes yeah i i like that it's i i and i think that is a specific design right you know they did they've given kick counters and stuff like that yeah um they they chose they chose charge yeah they chose charge they, they could have chosen made it like sonic. a sonic boom counter yeah exactly yeah. A right. boom counter is actually a pretty good cool An America counter. Oh, and an America counter. A stars and stripes. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I like him. Uh, I think you're right, though. It is, it's a good thing that he's in the colors that he is, A, because, you know, he's 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 literally wearing it on his shoulders. But yes, B, he is. You, you are going to want to be able to blink or right. something along those lines. You're going to want to have the ability you to need do that a couple of changes. Yeah. You really either want to be blinking over and over or you want to be doing multiple combat phases over and over because yeah. that indestructible, I think that's lending itself better to, to more combat phases. But obviously, that's a lot more expensive than just blinking him. Oh, for sure. And for more sure. dangerous, yeah. Uh, let's move on to our last card here. Okay. Uh, because that... <laughs> 
It's He's my favorite got a art. bear in a headlock. It's a it's my favorite art by a lot. What's he doing to that poor bear? Zangief, the red oh, cyclone. He's, he's giving it a hug. Uh, two black, red, green, five mana for a legendary creature human warrior. He's a 7-4. Zangief, the red cyclone, must be blocked if able, so he has lure. Iron muscle. As long as it's returned, Zangief has indestructible. Useful. Spinning pile driver. That's... That's his famous move. <laughs> Whenever Zangief deals damage to a creature, if that creature was dealt excess damage this turn, that creature's controller sacrifices a non-creature, non-land permanent. And that is why he's in black, red, green. Yep. Uh, give me your thoughts on this one, Mike. This is uh, this is a very interesting Jund commander. Whenever Zangief deals damage to a creature... yeah. So that's not combat damage like most of these. You can use uh, pinging equipments and auras and things like that to to get these sacrifice triggers. So it's not the most powerful commander of no, not at all. I think it's my most. I I think it's the one I like the most, though. He's sitting at the same mana value as Corvold, yeah, which is perhaps the most powerful Jun card in the format, right? Um, sometimes you don't I, run the most powerful commander in the format. I am just loving, I, I like, I really like this card. Yeah. Uh, is so it because the, of the bear? Well, the bear, the bear is at no, no more than 80% of the reason why. Okay. But so the other 20% the plus, um, yeah. the fact that it, it synergizes with itself in multiple ways. It's, it's indestructible. If it's your turn. Great. It's protected. Yeah. It has to be blocked if able. So when you're attacking, you're going to put somebody in a position where they're going to have to block it if, if possible at all. But Mike, what if they don't it, have any creatures? Great. Then we're going to them for, we're gonna have to give them some. But you can, and that's great. If we can give them creatures, that's even better. And we love to do that here. We do. If they don't have any creatures, you're still going to hit them with a 7-4 commander. <laughs> that's true. But what <laughs> I want terrifying. is I, I want to run... My favorite, uh, just simple group hug creature donators, right? Give them the right. Forbidden Orchard. Give them a 1-1. One, one. Oh, they, great. You gave them a 1-1. One, one. Well, now they have to block with it. It's dead. They can't sacrifice that one. So now they have to sacrifice. Well, they already can't sacrifice a creature. They have to sacrifice an enchantment, an artifact, a uh, planeswalker. I think those are the only three that it can hit. Because it can't do creature, it can't do land. Yeah. Enchantment Artifact or Planeswalker. Which, I mean, even then, that's pretty good. I'm going to start hitting their mana rocks. Yeah, you're going to blow up some mana rocks. You're yeah. going to blow up some good enchantments. And, I mean, not even blow up, sacrifice. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was I was thinking in my head, if it, this is, it's not a god killer, but it could be. Because if you make somebody block and remove a creature, mm-hmm. and now the, you, your your devotion is the low devotion again, goes. That's a very. Then they have uh, to sacrifice. No, it's no. Again, yeah, this is the problem. This is this is why I make decks. This right. is why I build the decks that I do. Like this is a very. This will be a cool interaction yeah. to happen one time. And then how I'll take jank can we make Zangief? Extremely, yeah. actually, he can yeah. be very janky. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, at the same time, you could if you're ever like that mu- worried about it, put trample on him. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. I'm going to hit you for seven, or you're going to block with something, and I'm going to blow something up. What do you want to do? I, I, I dig it. I like I like Zangief as a fun card that isn't overpowered, and again, bear. 
I think you uh, you just want to have as many copies of Zangief as you possibly can. Oh man, that'd be great. Yeah, just put a helm of a host not, of Zangief. And yeah, not all of these lend themselves to that, but mm-hmm. this one, def- like for example, yeah, Guile, you're going to restart your counters every single time. That's bad. Yep. Uh, you're not getting really any extra bonus out of Chunli because you're you're already paying for the spells. So unless you yeah. want to cast the same spell multiple times, but with with Zangief. Having more Zangiefs is only good. More Zangiefs. More Zangief is good Zangief. Now, Let's when you real. copy Zangief, do you also copy the Baron the Headlock? Um, I think that they are literally a package deal. They're both okay. in the art. I don't think you can go anywhere without So is, is Zangief the human or the warrior? No, I mean, he, I mean, he is the human warrior. Okay, well, then where's the bear? Well, the bear is the bear is just, you know, part of it. It's like an entourage thing, you know? Okay. Like, Maybe think, he should I be summoning bear, a bear when he's when he enters the battlefield. But see, now I've got the idea of like the bear is actually like his, you know, his uh, uh, his trainer. Like Do you run like with the bear tribal bear. in this deck just for laughs? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know why you wouldn't put Ayula in here and just <laughs> just like you know, it's like okay, and now Zangief is putting Ayula in a headlock. Yeah. You can't yeah, yeah, see yeah, this yeah. happening, but I want you to imagine it happening. No, nah, look, that bear doesn't look angry. It's it's happy to be there. No, ah, that bear does not. I don't laughing. know if you've ever interacted with animals before. That bear is not happy. I Are you asking me if I've been that close to a bear before? Because the answer is uh, no, I because think a, I'm not a Zangief. Yeah. I think most <laughs> animals are going to, to bare their teeth when they're not doing so hot. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, Zangief doesn't seem that concerned, but I would be. See again, I I I'm I'm an optimist. I like to think that Zangief okay. is smirking and just saying, "Hey, what's up, friend?" And the bear's like, "Ah, oh, it's been a long time." Arr. Uh, you know, like you do. Uh, I like how you can <laughs> see the the skin and fur of the bear like bunching up because he's got it in such a tight headlock. Yeah. yeah. You know what the you know what the best thing about an audio uh, medium is talking right. about how cool something looks. Okay. Why do we well, do this all of, every time? All of you should go on to TCG Player. <laughs> Look at the Zangief card. Well, you can't go on CCG Player, but you can go on the Secret Lair drop and buy it there yep. if you're so inclined. Yep. Um, I think this is going to end up being a bit of a shorter episode, Mike, because this set review yeah. has eight cards in it. But you know what? Yeah. That's okay. You know what? Every once in a while, we're 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 allowed to do that. I think right. We're especially when sometimes we do episodes that are two and a half hours long. Yeah, so. we yeah we'll borrow half of another episode and just have your, this one. What's your favorite commander out of the set? Mm, that's a good question. Not not most powerful unless it you know that happens to coincide. Mm-hmm. What's what's your favorite commander? Favorite commander out of these? That's a good question. I mean, Chen Li is the most powerful, and sure. it's. I don't think that I would answer Chen Li because she's the most powerful. I think I would answer Chen Li because she has. You have a lot of options, right? Yeah, I think her ability gives you the most amount. Of You're allowed to. Things you, you can want. do, yeah. right? Yeah. As long as it's an instant, which in white and blue, there are literally thousands of instants. Yeah. You're not going to uh, be lacking options here. And many of those are uh, politically active. Mm-hmm. Hello. And I think that if you were to include a more uh, political group hug angle with this deck, I think people might be a little bit less afraid of it even. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I think you're right. I think you're right that Chun Li is probably the most powerful one, but man, Ken is Ken is, Ken just, is so cool. It's so cool and it's scary to me as far yeah. as like 
I don't know if you're the most powerful or not, but you definitely do the thing that is the most outwardly scary on the card to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chun Li's probably the most powerful. I I do love Zangief though. I think Zangief's my favorite. Of so this here's movie. here's my problem with Chun Li. Um, every one of these has an epitaph, a title, right? Guile's mm-hmm. the Sonic Soldier. Zangief is the Red Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanca is the Ferocious Friend, and mm-hmm. Ken is the Burning Brawler. Uh, Chun Li is countless kicks. Yep. That's not an epitaph. That's a grammatical train wreck. <laughs> you could say Chun Li of the countless kicks. You could say Chun Li countless kicker. But Chun Li countless kicks doesn't make any sense as a creature. Maybe as like a spell, as like a an instant or a sorcery. Be like, oh, this is my countless kick spell. But I don't know. Th- that just bothers me. I think I think the premise is that at a certain point, you're not worried about the words on the card because you're just worried about seeing that instant for the fifth time in this game because it keeps coming back because of all of the countless kicks. Yeah, kind but, of like this uh, right. plane like, that's been it. circling above my house for the entire episode. That's all right. Uh, yeah. That's that's just they're they're searching for you. Um, they're mm. see if you need. I help think they found the me. Island. I think. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, if anybody wants to check in on you and see sure. if the plane found you safely and if you've been <laughs> escorted uh, and also to the government facility and or yeah, bunker. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the wizard's bunker. How dare you talk about the grammatical errors of our cards? Um, how can Whoops. we find you, Alex? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Lappermedic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. You can uh, email me in private at uh, Alex at EDHREC.com. And if you wanted to look at some of the cool infinite combos you could do with some of these uh, new Street Fighter cards, you can look at my other project, Commander Spellbook, where we index uh, EDH combos in a search engine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody, thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and rate the podcast. If you want to buy any of the cards we talked about, well, that's not something you're going to go to the normal link that we send you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to buy any of the cards to go into the 99 for mm. any of these, uh, you can support us by going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. Uh, we also have a Discord link in the show notes as well. Uh, you can go there to submit cards for, ooh, can I see that? Or ask our honorable judge Alex a question. Please follow us on Twitter at EDH underscore social or email us at the social contract at uh, EDH at gmail.com. This has been a really good time. Uh, I think we can both safely say, you win. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.